0: Jake, it's a miracle we made it back to town in this car.
1: No, don't speak too soon. We haven't made it home quite
0: yet. We're still a couple blocks from the studio. Regardless, the fact that we even made it this far in this jalopy is quite remarkable. Remarkable? This is a reliable car, McLean.
1: I mean, sure, it's got a couple of years on it. A few decades. Maybe a century,
0: I'm not sure. But, you know, they don't make them like this anymore. Jake, they never made them like this car. This thing's got so many replacement parts on it, it would be unrecognizable to the people that worked on the assembly line. Nah, it's only got a couple repairs. Oh yeah? Just a couple? We had to get an axle and a wheel replaced with a wagon wheel in Colonial Williamsburg. The headlights went out in Tennessee, and we had to install lanterns with actual candlesticks in them. The driver's side door came off in Georgia, and we replaced it with an old Coca-Cola billboard. We had to lash a half dozen umbrellas together and use them as a roof when we ran into that nor'easter up in Maine. And all that isn't even including the giant moose head you have tied to the front of the car. That one's on you. You're the one who didn't want to sit next to the moose head. The antlers kept poking me in the side. Anyway, I think it's hurting our fuel economy. No, see, the
1: antlers act kind of like a sail. We're driving into the wind right now, so it's, it's slowing us down a bit. But it'll give us it gives us a boost when the wind's at our back, though, so, you know, it evens out. That's how we got to
0: Pennsylvania so fast. Right. Well, hopefully we get a little breeze here to get us to our destination.
1: Ah, we don't need it. We're pulling up to the studio now. We finally made it. Yeah, you can joke all you want, McLean, but this car just made a cross-country road trip all the way to the coast of Maine and back. With plenty of detours along the way, I think the old girl's proven herself pretty reliable. I don't think it's uh, speaking on a turn to assume we could probably keep on using her. She's got plenty of life left in her. (laughs) What was that? Uh... Uh... It, it looks like the engine just fell out of the front of the car. Huh. All reliable, huh? Well, it, it got us back home anyway. Faithful till the end. Anyway, grab the moose head, we'll go inside. Why do I have to grab it? Uh, you're better at untying knots than I am, huh? I'll carry some of the other stuff inside. Like your authentic Cape
0: Cod lobster pot?
1: Exactly, come on. I'm making up for lost time. Hello, you're listening to Yesterday Today, the show that brings you the best of Yesterday's Radio Today. I'm Jake Westbrook, and with me is my co-host, McLean Westbrook.
0: And with me is this giant moose head. Why are you still
1: carrying that? Put, put it down somewhere, but we'll hang it up later.
0: Where do I put it inside the studio? I don't know, just anywhere. Fine. Yeah, that moose
1: head is a souvenir from the woods of Maine, folks. But and I, we just got back from our all-American summer
0: road trip that we've been on for the last three months or so. And man, am I glad to be back. It was an awesome road trip going across the country. It was good to be back in the old studio. Yep,
1: home sweet home. We are back just in time for the first official day of autumn. And that is what the theme of today's show is all about. We're home for fall. And to get started, we got some fall-themed music for you. Ah, it's good to be back. That coffee stain on the carpet is right where I left it.
2: Since you went away
3: Bye.
4: Tumbling down, remember, in September, in the rain. The sun went out just like a dying ember, that September, in the rain every word of love I heard you whisper. The raindrops seem to play a sweet refrain. Though spring is here, to me it's still September, that September in the rain.
5: As a romance in June And while the leaves came tumbling all around Suddenly our two hearts were light We planted love in
6: summer But it blossomed.
5: Why it open
7: Lunch as soon as school's
5: out. There they go, back to school. Comes now the problem what to give these husky two legged appetites when they come marching home for lunch? It must be nourishing, yet it mustn't be heavy, because young heads mustn't nod over lessons. So I'd like you to hear what one wise mother I know quite often gives her youngsters for lunch on school days. She says
8: I give them bread and butter and milk, perhaps a gelatin dessert, and for the main dish, a bowl of good soup. Lately, they've been calling for Campbell's chicken noodle soup pretty often. You know how children like the flavor of chicken, and they get plenty of chicken flavor in this soup. The good noodles make it nourishing, too.
5: Why don't you take the hint and serve a wholesome, easily prepared lunch like this to your children? See if they, too, don't delight in this tempting Campbell's chicken noodle soup, with its chicken-rich broth, its egg noodles, and its morsels of tender chicken meat. And, sure thing, enjoy a bowlful yourself along with them.
9: on out Then cupped his hands So proudly to shout la di da di da di da. His autumn The trees say they're tired They've borne too much fruit Charmed all the wayside There's no dispute Now shedding leaves they don't give a hoot, la di da dee dee-da-dee-da, tis autumn, then the birds got together to chirp about the weather, la-da-dee, da 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 after making their decision, in birdie-like precision, turned about, And made a beeline to the south My holding you close Really is no crime Ask the birds, the trees And old father time It's just to make the mercury climb La-de-da-de-da-de-dum Tis autumn
4: It's all you have to give to get luck soap. No matter where you live, whether you're in Troy or or Cedarhurst, get luck soap today. That's September 21st. Why wait until September 22nd, 3rd or 4th Get luck soap today. That's September
1: 21st. Hey, welcome back to Yesterday Today. We're celebrating the autumnal equinox today with some fall-themed programming. McClain and I just got back from a big road trip, so you know there's
0: no better time to get cozy at home. You know what I mean. Honestly, I'm just relieved the studio is in basically the same shape we left it in. I was worried it would be torn apart with our producer renting it out over the summer. What, do you expect the place to burn to the ground? I don't know, kind of. Who knows what kind of shady characters the producer would rent this place out to. Ah,
1: can't be any worse than the usual shady characters we have around here.
0: What do you mean, the usual shady characters? Well, I think I hear one of them now.
1: Leaves up brown, came tumbling down. Ah, oh, <laughs> Jake, McLean, <laughs> what what are you guys doing here? We're back from our
0: summer road trip, Sydney. Good to see you, man. It's been a minute. Yeah, we haven't seen you since uh, you and Maisie left on the honeymoon. Yeah, how's married life going for you guys?
1: <laughs> oh, you know, it's great. You know, I never knew being in love with someone and spending every day and night with them could be so, uh, so, uh, neat. That's great, Sydney. We're we're happy for you. (laughs) Yes, sir. Just me and Maisie. Husband and wife. (laughs) A perfect life. No troubles. No worries. That's wonderful. Well, up next on the show... Yep. No problems whatsoever. No point in even asking me if anything isn't just perfect, you know? (laughs) We got no troubles. I repeat, no troubles. Oh, fantastic. Anyway, next up on the show... Please, do not ask me if I have any concerns or worries, because everything is A-OK. Uh-huh.
0: We have an episode of...
1: Nothing to even be remotely perturbed about, so we might as well just get on with the show.
0: Is, uh, something bothering you, Sidney?
1: Oh, well, not as you mention man. I, I guess there is one little thing that, that maybe has been on my mind. Uh, what's on your mind, Sid? Well, you see, Maisie and I were talking a few few weeks ago, and and she brought up the fact that she wants to have uh, children.
0: What's wrong with
1: that? Well, she wants to have them with me. Uh, Well, naturally, yeah. No, but Maisie having kids with me, together, us, raising kids. (laughs) Can you imagine me as a father?
0: Sydney, you're doing that thing where you're letting your lack of confidence affect you again.
1: No, 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 no. This isn't about me. I mean, it is about me, but it's not about me. We're talking about a human child. A baby's life in my hands. Just think of all the ways I could screw that up. Sydney, surely you must have known Maisie wanted to have a family before you got engaged. You know, come to think of it, she might have mentioned that, but I, I figured she was just joking.
0: You thought your fiance was joking about having kids with you? Well,
1: obviously. I mean, look at me.
0: Okay, Sydney, just take a seat and relax.
1: We gotta, we gotta play the second half of the show. Okay, okay. I, I guess I'll. So. <clears throat> what happened? I, I sat on a, I sat on a moose head. What's a moose head doing here? I keep careful records of all the taxidermy animals around this place, and I don't remember us having a moose head. Oh, it, it's ours, M- McLean. Can you put that somewhere else? There's not a lot of options for Moosehead storage around here. W- we'll find someplace. Anyway, back to the second half of our show. We have an episode of Bird's Eye Open House with Dinah Shore. It has a bit of an autumn theme to it, so hope you like that.
5: Better buy Bird's Eye.
6: Bird's eye frosted
5: foods. Frosted Foods present the Dinah Shore program with Cornelio De Skinner and Roland Young, Robert Emmett Dolan and his orchestra, the Joseph Lilly Singers, our guest 20th Century Fox's outstanding comedian Phil Silvers, and Dinah. Dinah, 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 Dinah,
3: Dinah.
5: Is there anyone
3: finer
5: than Dinah Shore?
8: Everybody, this is Dinah. Welcoming you to another Thursday evening program for Bird's Eye Frosted Foods. Hey, Harry.
5: Yes, Dinah.
8: Uh, Harry, while I go over and talk to Joe Lilly about that number we're gonna do with the chorus, would you introduce our guest star for this evening, Monty Woolley?
5: Oh, sure. Thank Dinah. you. I'll be right back. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, at this oh, time sp- we Harry. Oh, hello, Bobby. What's on your mind?
10: Well, the uh, producer of our program just got a telegram from Monty Woolley. Huh? And it said that because of his studio schedule, he can't be here. So instead, he's sending over Phil Silvers.
5: Phil Silvers? Yes. That's bad. <laughs> and I, I, I can't tell Dinah this. She'll just... Hey, Bobby, wait a minute. What? I got an idea. What? Listen, who knows what Monty Woolley looks like behind that beard? Nobody. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Nobody. I bet even Woolley himself has forgotten what he looks like.
4: <laughs> well, what are you getting at?
5: Well, you just watch. Say, Dinah. Yes, Harry. I'm going to...
8: Stu- well, uh, why don't you introduce our guest, R.G. Well, right? I'm going
5: to do that, oh, okay. but there's something that I wanted to tell you first. What is it? Monty Woolley has shaved off his beard.
8: <laughs> his beard? Yeah. How could he do such a thing? How could he do it?
5: Well, I, he took a... Uh, wait a minute, here he comes now. You Just look for yourself.
8: Gee, you're right, Harry. He shaved off his beard. How could he
11: do it? Glad to see you. Glad to see you. you. Hello, Harry. You, you boy. You. <laughs> Hello, Dinah. You, you, you girl. You.
8: How could you do it?
11: Oh, it was nothing. They told me you needed me, and here I am. Ran to go. Just had a big, thick, juicy steak.
8: How could you do it?
11: Oh, I forced myself. And now for some laughs. How could you do it? Oh, it's nothing. I just put on my red nose and baggy pants, and away we go, laughing and screaming. <laughs> I laugh. What are you staring at?
8: How could you do it, a man of your popularity? How could you
11: do it? How could you do it? How could you do it? What did you have for lunch,
8: parrot? (laughs) You know, all those people loved you just the way you were. How could you do such a thing? Dinah, what did I do? With a face like that, how could you shave off your beard?
11: My beard?
8: Yes, your beard.
11: What beard? Will you tell me what this is all about?
8: Oh, that beautiful beard, that wonderful beard. That gorgeous beard.
11: Beard, beard, beard. Dinah, will you stop beating around the bush? Oh, that's clever. <laughs> <clears throat> Why do I say what they write? Fool. Oh.
5: <laughs> Pardon me just a moment. I think maybe I better explain this whole thing after all. Dinah, this is not Monty Beard. Uh, Monty Woolley. Now, this is Phil Silvers.
8: This isn't Monty Woolley? No. Oh, I feel terrible about this.
5: Well, I feel awful about it, too.
11: You want to know something? I'm beginning to feel a little disappointed myself.
8: <laughs> oh, now, listen, don't you feel too badly about this, Phil. Honestly, we're really glad to have you here. Yeah, but,
11: Monty, no, well, Monty? I makes know. a feel, good. but you, know. you
8: can understand how I feel. <laughs> I'm... I'm just a little disappointed because Monty Woolley promised to take me over to 20th Century Fox and show me through the studios.
5: Yeah, and, and of course we knew that only a big star could do that.
11: Foolish boy. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens that I'm a star at that very same studio. I only mm-hmm. the other day I started making a swell picture there called Four Jills and a Jeep.
8: Four Jills and a Jeep?
11: Yes, Dinah, that's the story about those four wonderful girls who went overseas to entertain our boys. Oh. Yeah,
5: well, what part do you play in
11: the Oh, you see, I play the part of a sergeant who drives the girls around in the Jeep. Oh, you know what a sergeant is. That's no. the GI version of a mother in law, everybody. <laughs> well, here I am making you hysterical with laughter when you really want to go to the studio. So just come along with me. I can fix everything. <laughs>
8: Phil, I'm really excited about watching them make movies at a studio. Oh,
11: I'm glad you're happy. Oh, Dinah, there's the studio building right over there.
8: Oh, Harry. Look at all the stars' names up in lights.
11: Yeah, look at them Tyrone
5: Power, George Montgomery, Henry Fonda, Gene Tierney, Geraldine Noonan, B.S. Pulley, Sid Breckner, Malachi Kelp, Rufus. See? Phil, where is your name on the thing there?
11: Keep reading, keep reading Oh, I see Phil's
8: name up there in lights Harry, there it is
11: Oh, that's right
5: Hey, what's that?
8: Oh, look, Phil, your name just went out
11: How do you like that? Every time they put my name between Betty Gravels and Alice Faye's It blows a fuse <laughs> Well, never mind, kids Come on, Ron, and I'll take you into the studio Just follow me Careful now
8: Gee, it's cold and damp down here.
5: You know something? This is like the Phantom of the Opera.
11: Yeah, if we keep on, we might run into Nelson Eddy. He says, maybe like something and something. Phil, and hey, Phil. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Lost my head for a minute. Watch yourself now. Well, here we are in the studio.
8: I can see that, Phil, but there's one thing I don't understand. Why did we have to come in through that manhole?
11: Oh, you poor girl. I forgot you have open-toed shoes on, huh? <laughs>
5: Phil, after you a star coming in through the manhole? Why, I can hardly believe it.
11: Harry, I can hardly believe it, too. But there it was in my contract. <laughs> I'm in through the manhole, it says.
8: Come on, Phil, I'm anxious to meet some of those stars.
11: Yeah, how about those stars? Okay. Oh, kids, you're really in luck. There's Betty Grable standing right over there behind that screen. Warp. Which?
5: Wait a minute. How can you tell who's behind the screen? All you can see underneath is a pair of
11: legs. What else do you need with Betty Grable? Her driver's license? <laughs> Where have you been, boy?
8: Look, Phil. two men are walking over toward your dressing room.
11: Oh, yes, that's Daryl Zanuck and my producer. They probably want to congratulate me on my last <laughs> picture.
5: Yeah, well, they've got a funny way of doing it. They're picking up your dressing room. Look, Phil. they're carrying it over to the edge of the cliff. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Uh, they'd it over.
11: That's a strange way to act, throwing my dressing room over the cliff. Well, they'll have to give me a very good reason for doing a thing like that. Excuse me, I'll be back in a minute.
8: Okay. Well, be careful. Boy, he's mad. Gee.
5: Oh, is he ever telling them off, Dinah?
8: Well, here he comes back.
11: yeah well, he comes.
8: say, Bill... Oh, uh, why did they throw your dressing room over the cliff?
11: Oh, everything's okay. They gave me a good reason.
8: Oh, really? What was the reason?
11: They thought I was in it.
8: <laughs> These are the days when the apples are red and the pumpkins are like nuggets of gold lying among the rows of corn shocks that resemble little tent cities. The rain that falls is trying hard to become snow. The nights are sharp and the mornings are crisp with the bluest of
12: autumn skies. Blue skies smiling at me Nothing but blue skies do I see Blue birds singing a song Nothing but blue bluebirds All day long Never saw the sun Shining so bright Never saw things Going so right Noticing the days Horrifying by When you're in love My, how they fly Bluebirds All of them gone but blue skies from now on. Never saw the sun and so bright. Never saw things going so right. Notice in the days hurrying by. When you're in love, my oh my, how they fly, fly blue.
8: we switch over to New York for our weekly visit with our favorite married couple, William and Mary, played by Cornelia Otis Skinner and Roland Young. It seems that very early this morning, Mary got the idea that the living room would look much better if it were decorated with some autumn leaves. So nothing would do but that William must get up at 6 a.m. and accompany her to the country to gather some. Will's had a pretty rough day of it, and as the scene opens, we find them on a suburban train returning to New York. So let's go see William and Mary.
10: Mary.
7: Oh, hello, Will. Where have you been? I've
10: been for a walk through seven cars looking for a seat.
7: <laughs> oh, poor Willie.
10: Mary, we still have almost an hour before we get to New York and my feet are killing me. Oh,
7: uh, poor Willie.
10: I wouldn't be poor Willie if you just moved that pile of leaves off the seat beside you and let me sit down.
7: <laughs> but darling, these are those heavenly autumn leaves.
10: And I'll be your heavenly husband if I don't sit down. <laughs>
7: Oh, sorry, darling. If there isn't another seat on the train, of course. Only be careful of the leaves. After all the trouble I went to to gather them.
10: Mary, stop worrying about those leaves. Do you realize I've been on my feet for over an hour?
7: No, you weren't, dear. I saw you perched on the arm of a seat.
10: Which was infinitely more painful than standing. I have a permanent wave in the wrong place.
7: (laughs) Baby, I'm sorry. Come sit down.
10: On those things? i feel like a mother hen.
7: No, 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 no. Just put those branches up there on the rack over your head. Very well. Mm. Careful, Will. You're crushing that big Mm. red leaf. Oh, dearie, you're breaking off those little branches.
10: Oh, Mary, I I don't see why we can't spend one day in the country without you bringing back armfuls of massive vegetation. In autumn, you denude our forest of branches, and in spring, it's great bushes of lilac.
7: Oh, you love it. You know you do, William.
10: Yes, but why can't we spend a day in the country admiring the landscape without having to carry it back with us?
7: Oh, beautiful colors they are.
10: Yeah. Well uh, up there. Now, if I can just rest for a moment.
7: Now, of course you can, darling. I'm
10: not so sure. I ate too much lunch. I feel like a blowfish.
7: You know, you look a little like a blowfish. <laughs>
10: That's grossly unkind. Have you ever seen a blowfish? No. There, you see?
7: Why don't you close your eyes? Try to get a snooze. <sighs> I want to finish this detective story.
10: Strikes me you need a snooze, too.
7: Uh-uh. I can't sleep sitting up. No snooze for me.
10: No snooze for you. Oh.
7: <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs>
10: What? Where? Look at what?
7: Oh, never mind, dear. We've passed it now.
10: Mary, don't ever do a thing like that to me again.
7: I'm sorry, Will. Go back to sleep, dear. You think it's safe? Yes, but I don't know how much time you'll have. My watch says nearly six.
10: Is it going? No. Then well, it must be right.
7: <sighs> Wish I could sleep sitting up. Why can't you? Oh, because the moment I relax, instead of going to sleep, I go to pieces. What do you mean? I do. I, I disintegrate. My spine caves in and my wrist gives way and I fall on the floor.
10: You don't have to disintegrate. You put your mind to it.
7: How can I put my mind on anything when I'm trying to lose consciousness?
10: You can sort of lock your joints. You know, <laughs> the way a dozing cab horse does.
7: Are you comparing me to a cab horse? Of
10: course, not. I I just said...
7: Oh, go on back to
10: sleep.
7: Uh... Will, look out!
10: You said something, dear?
7: It's all right. I thought one of the branches was going to fall, but it isn't. Sit still. They're all right.
10: I'm terribly relieved to hear it.
7: They're caught on the emergency rope.
10: That may stop the train. Anyone who stops a train for no reason is liable to arrest.
7: You cannot arrest a branch. (laughs) Go back to sleep.
10: Seems to me it would have been a better arrangement if you kept the leaves beside you on the seat and put me up in the rack.
7: What do you think you are, a raccoon? (laughs) That's
10: not funny. (laughs) Now, try once more to dream a most beautiful... Help!
7: Oh! leaves. I'll get them off. Now, just sit still. Well, They're not
10: no hurting the you at all. Now, keep quiet. There's the last one. What's uh, the matter? I'm just sorry Luther Burbank couldn't have met you. He only crossed trees with other trees. You crossed them with your husband. <laughs> oh, well, at least I have a whole half hour which to sleep. Mary, that's right, isn't it? Uh-huh.
11: It's a through train. We're due in New York
7: in half a... Sanibel, Change here for New York. Two minutes to catch New York train on the next track. Change
10: for New York. Oh, come on, Will. We only have two minutes. Hurry. All right, I'm I'm coming. But you said this was a through train.
7: uh, Yes, dearie, but but the the timetable must have been wrong. Come on, Will. Unless we hurry, we'll never find a seat in the other train.
10: We won't anyhow.
7: (laughs) Here we are. You see? There are lots of seats. Oh. Oh. Sit down, Will, and relax.
10: <laughs> Mary, if you say that once more, I think I shall jump out the window.
7: What?
10: Well, anyway, I... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh.
7: Will, what is it? Where are you going? Mary,
10: we forgot your leaves. They're on the other train.
7: Oh. Well, don't worry about that, dear. Sit down. It's all right. Huh? Huh?
10: You don't care? No,
7: dear. I left them on purpose.
10: You what?
7: Yes, Will, I suddenly realized I was being very silly. After all, we have plenty of leaves in our backyard at home, so why bother with any more? Mary,
10: it's at times like this that I know you're divine.
7: Oh, Will, darling, really? Mm
10: Mm-hmm. No mere mortal could be so incredible.
3: i
5: Orchestra and the Joseph Lilly Singers will be brought to you again next Thursday by Bird's Eye Frosted Foods. Our guest will be RKO's brilliant new comedian, Wally Brown. This is Harry Von Zell saying, Better Bye, Bird's Eye. Goodbye until next week.
8: Harry, do women always have the last word?
5: Well, when there's an argument, Dinah, yes. But, uh, there's no argument here, is there, Dinah?
12: No, Harry, there isn't. So,
5: uh, I get the last word, don't I, darling?
12: Yes, Harry.
5: Okay. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.
6: Some are brown, some are red, beautiful to see, but reminding me of a faded summer love. Swaying high above in the trees, they were so in love with the breeze. Now the autumn wind brings to them the end of a faded summer love. Like the full leaves that swayed with the breeze I thought that life was sweet You are the sweet breeze that tried hard to please Then swept me off my feet Summer morning dew turns to frost Plays that once were new pay the cost. Beautiful to see but reminding me of a faded summer love.
5: specific melodies will echo in the rafters of the old hayloft tomorrow night as the alka Salter National Barn Dance gives a special party honoring our fighting men. The time is 9 o'clock Eastern Wartime tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central War Time over most of these same stations.
1: All right, welcome back to Yesterday Today. We're wrapping up our tribute to the return of the autumnal season today as we have returned to town ourselves and, uh
0: Jeez, what was that? I don't know. It sounds like it came from upstairs. Who would be upstairs? We're the only people in the building, and that sure didn't sound like Sydney.
1: Okay, guys. I've given it some fun, and, you know, maybe having a kid is not the worst idea in the world. After all, if I screw up too bad, I can always run away to Antarctica and hope Macy falls in love with a better man than me. <laughs> it's going to be too hard to find, after all. Uh, hold on with the catastrophizing, Sydney. Did you hear that? I'll hear what? That loud scream and banging noise from upstairs? Loud well, and banging. oh oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just the new tenant upstairs. New tenant? Y- you mean the producer rented out the upstairs of the building? Yeah, you know, it turns out the money he made from renting the place out over the summer apparently wasn't enough, so he's leasing out the upstairs area of the building. I hear screams and thuds from up there all the time. <laughs> just ignore it. All the time? Just what business is this new tenant in? Oh, you know, he told me what it was, but I forget. Let's see, what was it, what was it? Oh, that's right, he's a private detective.
0: We have a private eye as an upstairs neighbor? Well, I'm glad to see things haven't gotten any less weird around here since we've been gone. If you want more yesterday today, you can visit KISU.org, or wherever you get your cozy, down-home, autumnal podcasts.
1: Yeah, great. Now, can we get back to my catastrophizing? Anyway, like I said, fellas, I am just totally...
5: Good morning, this is Station WJSV, owned and operated by the Columbia Broadcasting System, by authority of the Federal Communications Commission. Six o'clock. This is Thursday morning, September the 21st. This is the first day of fall, officially, isn't it? I do believe it is. We got a full moon coming up yes? A man says generally fair and
10: cooler today, he says. It was 58 and a half degrees, 57 and a half degrees on the farm this morning. Get that Harvest Moon spirit, my friend. Tonight, on the
5: Wardman Park dance floor, Glenn Gray and his famous Casa Loma Orchestra, in person. So make your Harvest Moon Ball reservations 10 o'clock tonight. 19 minutes to 7 o'clock, it? I have a funny feeling this morning. That my few words
10: here are being uh, set aside so to speak for posterity. I don't know why. Once again, John Cole has the pleasure of announcing that another Mary Lee Taylor radio demonstration is underway in the Milk Experimental Kitchen. Life can be beautiful.
4: Brought to you by Ivory Flakes. Mr. Mac's sudden appearance and his knowledge of liquor save Kitty? Tomorrow, be sure to hear the next episode in the thrilling life story of pretty Kitty Kelly. Once again, we bring you the romance of Helen Trent, who sets out to prove for herself that romance
10: can live in life at 35 and after. Daylight saving time ends Sunday, September 24th. This program will reach you one hour later, starting next Monday. Once again, we present Our Gal Sunday, the story of an orphan girl named Sunday who was left on the steps of the cabin of two old miners who raised her from childhood in the little mining town of Silver Creek, Colorado.
3: Dr. Brent, call surgery.
10: This is Harry McTighe speaking to you from our radio booth atop Griffith Stadium where this afternoon, for the remainder of the afternoon, we're going to bring you a play-by-play broadcast of the final game of the season between the Cleveland Indians and the Washington senator.
4: You have a friend at each day's end when tasks are done and pay is ours. To hold faith high and not ask why. To love someone. This day is ours.
5: Technical difficulties beyond our control are delaying our presentation of the Campbell Soup Show, Amos and Andy, scheduled to be heard at this time. As soon as these difficulties have been cleared, we hope to present Amos and Andy. Your good, rich sports reporter
10: with up-to-the-minute news from the world of sports. The Cleveland Indians beat the Washington Senators 6-3. Cleveland 6 runs, 9 hits, no errors. Washington 3 runs, 7 hits, 1 error. The Chicago Bears are monopolizing the ground-gaining brackets of the National Football League standings. Bernie Masterson completed 6 of 11 passes to rival Arnie Herber of the Green Bay Packers.
5: 8 o'clock the correct time now, here is Major Bose. On this opening day of autumn, we spin our weekly Wheel of Fortune for the 236th consecutive time. Around, around she goes, and where she stops, nobody knows. Tonight, the Columbia Workshop presents the fifth
10: specially commissioned work for the current Workshop Festival. Now, it's summer.
4: Would you mind if I sat here? There was so much to plan and to dream about as I walked through the park 20 years ago.
5: CBS presents the new sensation of the nation, Bob Chester, his saxophone, and his orchestra.
10: Our next program will come to you at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning.